Have you ever wondered what it takes to develop data standards and who the people are that build those specifications? It's probably not something that keeps you up at night, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. This is Kim Bartkus with the HR Open Standards Consortium. Today, I'm joined by Amanda Carr, who's a product manager at iSIMS. She's going to share her experience with the HR Open methodology. Amanda's been in the HR technology field since 1999 and has been an advocate for HR Open since 2007. She's an expert in HR integrations and is currently focusing on standardizing and enhancing the integrations between ISIMs and HCM systems. We hope by the end of this episode, you can see how adopting and influencing standards can bring value to your company. Amanda, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you, Kim. I'm certainly glad to be here and and, uh, particularly glad to be talking about the value in HR open standards. We're going to go ahead and get started. I have a few questions, starting with you telling us how you got started in HR technology. Sure, absolutely. So, um, so Kim, as you as you noted in the intro, been in the industry since 1999, quite a while now, and and really got focused specifically on the uh, the integration side of the world for for HR systems around the 2006 sort of mark. At that point, I was very, very, very new to the integrations world. While I'd worked with the HR systems in a variety of ways, both in uh, ATSs and any complementary systems like background checks and, and assessments and, and the like, I wasn't really all that familiar with the workings of the integrations between that ATS and these complementary systems. And that's where I really kind of got involved in in working with HR Open Standards. So I was on this quest to find information. How can I figure out how to do this? There's got to be uh, an organization out there that has the focus that I'm looking for on enabling integrations to be more seamless and in a more standardized fashion. And that's where I came upon HR Open Standards. So got involved, you know, very rapidly figured out this was one, the right organization for me to be a member of. And two, it was easy for me to see how the work between the work groups and the schemas that were developed um, and the community involved in HR Open Standards would really add to and benefit the work that we were doing as an organization to really build out our framework and our HR system integrations. So that's kind of how I got into it. And really, like I said, you know, it was pretty easy for me to tell once I got into it that it really brought a lot of value to what uh, what I was doing. But also, it allowed me to join in and reach out to folks who were doing this on a daily basis, who had done this, who had experienced this. And sort of instead of me having to reinvent the wheel, I had an opportunity to learn from their experiences, see how they did it, help understand best practices and guidance, and really take advantage of that so that I could take that back to my organization and the projects that we were working on and apply that directly to that work. Do you recall one of the first times we met, you were involved in the background screening industry and I was pretty unfamiliar with that area. You and I sat down together and you explained to me how the process worked between the systems. It was really a great experience. Do you remember that conversation? I do remember that, and 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 actually, thanks thanks for bringing that up because it was it was actually it was very very good for me as well because truthfully, what it did was it allowed me to take sort of the you know the learnings that I had as being part of Open Standards 
and the community and being involved in the work groups. Because at that time, our initial focus was, you know, how do we get the ATS talking in a more seamless manner and really improve the process for our clients to be able to order background checks and, and assessments. Again, I was, I was new to it. I didn't understand, but participating in those work groups, having an understanding and really getting an understanding from all the different aspects instead of me just looking at, at being very siloed. Here's my ATS and here's the information. The group allowed me to look at whether it was a CRA or whether it was in a, a screening vendor or, you know, in an assessment vendor and have a real greater understanding of the nuances and the things that were important to them so that when we built that integration, um, I was able to, to take that into account. So it came into it with a much more holistic approach. Now, the reality was, was that I had sort of pick these up as, as part of this process, but being able to sit down with you and talk through it with you and to kind of show it sort of validated what I was doing. It was like, oh, I actually pick something up and I'm remembering it and I can actually apply it into a real world situation. So so I remember that conversation because it did help to, to take me to that next level to you know, really help validate everything that I had learned and put it into into practice by being able to talk talk through that with you. So, so I appreciate the opportunity and thanks for bringing that back because it was a great memory for me as well. It's one of those things that makes you realize it's a team effort, the networking and the opportunity to learn from each other. At the time, I didn't have any experience or very little experience um, in the screening industry. And by you sitting down with me, drawing that diagram on a piece of paper and showing how the transactions worked between the CRA and an applicant tracking system, that was really valuable to me. I think that's one of the things our members really appreciate, that one-on-one or the opportunity to share the knowledge that with other people. A great thing is that you bring up is that that feeling of community and helping each other. You know, we all can very easily get, get locked into our silos. I um, focus solely on the ATS, but but there is a bigger world out there, and those interactions and how you interact with with the different uh, different systems and and their particular needs really helps you to build a more holistic approach to this. Thanks, Amanda. I really appreciate you sharing that experience. Now you've had some many different roles at HR Open. You've been a board member and you've participated in numerous projects. Can you share why you got involved and why you keep coming back? Which, by the way, we love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when I started out, like I said, our first projects were focused on the screening and and assessments. So obviously, you know, first step was was getting involved in those work groups. It was sort of a natural progression for me, though. Once I got involved in the in the work groups, and I saw that that community spirit, and I saw that willingness to work with each other, and that two heads are better than one mentality, I really wanted to continue to explore how I could help to influence um, and you know sort of help to provide value through HR Open. So that's where I looked to kind of participate even further, right? So whether it was leading a work group or starting new work group like we did with the referrals work group, joining um, and participating as as a member of the uh, the board of directors, I really was just looking for opportunities to you know how can I get the word out? How can I help to to say here's the value in HR Open? Here's how you can get involved. Here's how it brings value to both yourself as an individual because I've certainly experienced that as an individual and and the knowledge base I've been able to build up, but also taking that back and applying it to your organization. So I think a variety of things and the variety of the roles that I've had have allowed me to do that. You know, I will say that that 
I, like many people, um, you know, have had a variety of positions over the years, um, particularly as I've been involved in in, um, in HR Open Standards. I've certainly moved on in my career and taken on new positions with new organizations. Um, and it's typically one of the things I, I look at first is, are we already members of HR Open? And if we're not, let me sort of bring that into the organization? How can we get involved? How can we really embrace the work that HR Open is doing to, to benefit our organization? So generally, you know, I've kind of looked at it and, and tried to figure out how to get the support that I needed organizationally to be able to become members. So so while I've been sort of in and out from the, the consortium um, as a member, it's usually in a, in a period of time in which I'm, I'm going into a new organization and then bringing uh, that new organization up to speed on, hey, here's the value. Uh, Let's get involved and let's, you know, let's move this forward and, you know, really help to take our integrations to the next level. One of the roles you took on during your career was to lead the employee referrals project. Using that as an example, can you walk us through those steps that we followed to develop the standards? Sure, absolutely. So, so yeah, so that was an interesting project. So I was with a with a small organization that was, you know, really a a startup, and the idea behind it was, you know, how do we make it easier for companies to utilize really their best source of of hiring, which is, you know, word of mouth. This is co-workers, people you've worked with before, uh, friends that you know that have the skills that would be a good fit for your organization. So that was sort of the the, the goal of, of, the organ- of the company that I work for is automating that process and, you know, really trying to streamline and, and bring value to organizations with their referral systems. But what I found as I got into that is that there really wasn't you know, any standards associated with it, you know, based on my experience with HR Open, you know, reached out to to you and the team and uh, was able to get the support of the community to get a a project actually on on the books. So, and there's really sort of multiple steps associated with with these types of projects. And once you actually, you know, sort of get your sponsors and 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 figure out who are the the participants and the roles identified in these work groups, you really then get into more of the development side of the world. So you've got the proposal all set. Now you know why you're doing it. Now let's let's really look at that development. And that involves a variety of things. So, you know, beyond sort of determining who the who the team leads are and who the team players are, you want to actually look at how do we build a concise specification that will allow for ease of implementation and integration for for HR systems? So part and parcel to that is is this methodology that HR Open has as in place, which really allows you to take it step by step and build upon the previous step that you completed. So, so really, you know, first step is, is, okay, well, what is it? What is the purpose of it? How do you, how do you want to do this? Uh, what are we ensuring that we, you know, get out there and what value are we looking to bring uh, to that? So that was part of the referral overview and the referral specifications that, that we wanted to be able to provide. So first was, was figuring out that scope of what it is and then really laying it down further and saying, okay, now what? 
Well, we want to create a use case. So what are the use cases associated with it? Who are the actors associated with it? What are the, what are the actions that we want to define as part of this use case as it pertains to these actors? And then we need to look at, at what is involved in that. So big thing for us is, is being able to determine the standard terminology. And I think where this comes into play is that each industry or each uh, HR system within the industry has their own particular set of terminology. I may say it is an employee, but somebody may call it a candidate and some may call it an applicant. And all, all of it, it depends on where that person is in that process um, and how they're interacting with, with that particular HR system. So one of the key elements of, of, of coming up with and working on these projects and defining these schemas and, and determining these schemas is really, well, let's have some common terminology. But, you know, if I say um, employee, it should be the same thing to everybody across the board. So, so we want to make sure that we're all using the same terminology because, like I said, there's so many variances in how it's used by each system, which is natural. But but in order to really make these effective and to make these um, projects effective, you want to you want to focus it and you want to keep it focused on on how it is being used in relation to to this particular process and project. So from that, uh, you basically get into the more detail associated with actually creating the, the schemas. So you want to do the, the diagrams associated with it, the show the interactions and, and where are the exchanges of data, followed by putting together you know schemas. So we've got folks on the on the uh, work groups who that's what they do. They 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 you know work on the schemas. They create the schemas. They edit the schemas, and that's all based on feedback that you're getting from every side. So you're not just seeing it from one perspective. You're seeing it from okay. I am the, 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 the system who is the initiator of this employee referral, whereas I am the system who is, who is accepting it. Well, everybody has their own needs. So those are all taken into account as part of that methodology that is associated with developing the schemas. And then once we develop the schemas, uh, they go through a process, standard process and methodology to be approved by the board and then put out for, for vote by the by the member community of HR Open Standards and eventually get get published as, as standards. Great. So I know that was sort of a long-winded um, <laughs> explanation of that, but uh, but I think it's important to understand. Yeah, I think it's it, it's important to understand that there is a there's a well-defined methodology that really, again, like I said at the very beginning of that, was it builds on the next step. It's an appropriate next step. It's like okay, well, let's figure out what it is. What's our goal now? Let's figure out what are the use cases and the actors and the terminology and and building upon each one to to be able to find develop that that final solution. Exactly. So you had mentioned at the beginning that you were working for this um, the startup, this employee referral startup. Um, just kind of wanted to bring out to the group that, you know, you guys were not members at the time, but we are open to any kind of project. So you guys said, here's something we need. You approached us and we were able to get that project started. And we leave that open to the whole industry. That's how we've worked for over 20 years is that HR Open doesn't define it. It's the industry that says, here's the need we're trying to, re- to, to solve. And so I think that's been really, really helpful. You know, in your case, you know, any company can come in and say, we really need, we need to, we have this problem. We want to, we want to solve it using standards. So why do you think this methodology works? 
I, like I said, I, I think it really is is a matter of it's it's a very logical process. You know, when you go through the fact that HR Open is a volunteer organization, everybody has a lot on their plate. We all have our day jobs, so being able to make the best use of everyone's time um, as participants in the work groups. It's really important to have that methodology in place to really kind of keep everybody on pace, to know where they're going. What are we doing next? How do we need to define this? There's not necessarily a time frame on on this thing. It doesn't say, okay, you have two weeks to do this part of the process. It gives you the flexibility, but it keeps you moving. You know what the next step is and how to continue to move forward. So it gives you the flexibility to work around people's schedules, keep everybody on the same page as to where we're going and what the what the final outcome is. And quite honestly, we we all could use that in our day-to-day life. You know, time is precious. So the time that we do have with with the work group members, it's really important for us to be able to to continue to make progress. Great. Well, you had mentioned earlier too, um, you have, you know, you're doing the business part of it. Here are the use cases that we're trying to solve, the terminology, but then you also have the schema. You're talking about different types of skills. Can you explain a little bit about you know, what typical skills you would see in a work group? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's the interesting thing is that y- you really see a, a, a broad um, and varied group of individuals. A- anyone who is from, from a, they could be a user of a system, they could be um, a, an integration expert, they could be a, 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 you know, a developer, they could come from the business side of the world. I think you find just a very varied group of individuals that are all bringing in different aspects to the work group. As part of that forming of the work group, though, that's where we do look to sort of take the individuals who are involved in the process and and sort of pair them up to the appropriate role. You wouldn't necessarily want someone to be your 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 schema editor if they've never done that before. You know, you exactly. want to make sure that this is a positive experience for everyone. So I think, you know, you're looking for somebody more technical from that perspective, but I think, you know, your work group leader can certainly be somebody who doesn't necessarily have that uh, hardcore development. I think everybody is embraced, regardless of your skill level, regardless of your experience in the industry. Everyone has something to bring to the table. I would agree. And and you'd mentioned about not having an experienced person. We've had that before, uh, where someone is, they may be a schema editor, but the process that we have is a little new to them. And so it works really well because you're going to have people from that have been in other projects. And so they can help those along that, that are new to the process. Yep, absolutely. Goes to that community right. community effort on things. So everybody right. wanting to help out. It is. And I think that's what's great about it is you're going to see people from different skills, uh, different uh, possible industries, and also um, different companies that may be competitors. And when we're on the phone, you don't see that competition. It's, It's everyone working towards a common goal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've definitely seen that. You know, been in in work groups with with what would be considered competitors of ours, but there's none of that that comes into play here. And you know, the truth of the matter is that nobody is looking for uh, anything proprietary out of it. And it's one of the things, obviously, when you when you're trying to get uh, the company you're working for involved in an organization like like HR Open. 
there, there's always a concern that, uh, you know, they'd be sharing of, of any proprietary information. And, and that's just not the case. It's sort of the specific company you work for sort of a little bit goes out of the window and you're really talking in, in general terms and a broader view of the problem you're trying to solve as a whole. You know, it's definitely one of the areas that I always stress when I'm, you know, looking to get my organization involved with HR Open is that, hey, it's the sharing of ideas and concepts and, and being thought leaders in the industry. It's not about specifically how we're doing it. It's how we as a community are looking to solve it as a whole. One of the questions I like to ask our guests is, what is your biggest challenge in integrations? You know, I would probably say biggest challenge is that you really, you have to build in uh, flexibility and extensibility. And I think think biggest challenge is getting an organization to to adopt that mindset. I think there is quite often a, a mindset of this is how we do it. This is how we, we've always done it. And this is how we will, we will always do it. And I think that to me is the biggest challenge is trying to get over that mindset and to understand, hey, look, by adopting uh, these standards, one, they continue to grow with us as the industry changes, these change. Great example is, is you know, when we first started out, our focus was was uh, simply on on XML, and now we've we've moved into JSON. So, keeping up with the industry, the industry trends, again for us, get over that mindset of invented here. This is how we're always going to work. Is really laying out those benefits of this type of approach that allows us to really tap into the schemas and utilize the pieces that work best for us in a in a standardized fashion. The ramp up period of getting up on HR open standards really is much quicker than trying to build all of this stuff on your own. Between all of the documentation, all of the uh, implementation considerations and best practices and guidance that are provided as part of these projects, it helps you to overcome that invent it here and look to embrace something that allows you to extend and to be flexible so that you can move forward and continue to grow. That that's probably you know my biggest challenge is is that and and you know really embracing the schemas. Thanks, Amanda. I have one last question. Do you have any final thoughts on your involvement in the consortium? Probably would actually just want to want to thank the uh, the members that I've worked with at at HR Open Standards. I think it has been a phenomenal experience for me. It has been one that has really allowed me to. Uh, you know, grow personally and professionally, but also, you know, have a feeling of pride in the work that's being done, the sense of community that we have, and and really the way that regardless of, you know, what part of the industry you're working in, it's it's really all coming together and helping towards a, a common goal. That sense of community, the, the work that we do has just really, really added value. So, so like I said, if anything I would say is, is to, I would say thank you to everyone that I've worked with. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to, to many more years working with the consortium and, and highly encourage anyone if there's an interest to check us out, see what we can do. Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on the standards process. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I've loved working with you, and I look forward to working with you on some upcoming projects. Uh, we hope our audience has enjoyed their time today, and there are more resources available on our web, and you can follow us through social media at HR Open Standards. Thanks so much. Thanks.